This is Say Hello to the Bad Guy. I'm your host, Locke. And this is part two of the Johnny Stomp story. And before we get started, I want to make sure we take the time to thank Six Fo Swaino for letting us use his music in the intro. Thank Cancer for letting us use his music in the mid-roll. You can follow them both on Instagram. It's Sixfosueno, F-O-E, and Cancer the God. The E is a three. And then you can follow us at Bad Guy Podcast on both Instagram and TikTok and on Twitter at the Bad Guy Pod. And if you're having a hard time finding any of the links, you can go to the website, badguypodcast.com, and click everything through there. And now, this is part two of Johnny Stompanato. Take the last, yes, sir. That's good right there. Thank um, you. Well, Appreciate you sharing your brews with yeah. us, man. Well, and thank the Alcona Brew House for the snack selection we got. Total Eclipse Stout. And uh, this was a tasty deal. First time I tasted it at the uh, brew house. And uh, it's thank you. still tasty. Yeah, that's good. It's a... Uh, traditional stout i don't taste a a lot of coffee or chocolate flavors in the mix but you know stouts all all naturally have like a coffee-ish taste and stuff like that to it but it's more in your traditional stout realm i would say well i like that i mean it's got the stout flavor but it drinks kind of light yeah i think like i said i struggled with darker beers and brown ales and stuff like that but i think that's why i'm kind of digging these is like yeah, it has that dark flavor, which is nice, but it's going down pretty easy, I'm a fan. Well, yeah, so once again, thanks Sandy at Okona Brewery. Go ride your snowmobile out there. Listen to us. I don't know, can you listen to a podcast while you snowmobile? Yeah. Is it dangerous? Sure. There was a helmet yeah, man. Uh, truck Those tank. guys, dude, they got, like, fan-operated goggles. I'm sure they got, like, radios in their radios. Huh? That shows my age, but I'm sure they got Bluetooth <laughs> helmets and shit. You know what I mean? They got an FM and the radio helmet? No, they yeah. got Bluetooth. A radio, like, yeah. in the South Pacific yeah. Theater? Yeah, they're, 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 they're talking the to thing. each other. and Yeah, man, but like you said, any sort of, you know, winter ordeal, or even if you're listening to this in the, the spring, you're in northern michigan stop by from what i understand they brew their beers right there at the uh, brew house so when we left off johnny stomp had moved up to that now infamous spot of personal bodyguard slash driver for mickey cohen now with his new promotion came new notoriety johnny stomp was listed as a member of the cohen gang by the california commission on organized crime and he'd later be pictured with mickey cohen in a picture that was put in a time magazine wow so this man, not only like is he pretty smart and he's working his way up, but he's good at getting himself out there. Yeah, he's a great marketer. He shouldn't have been a marketing, uh, like give marketing seminars and stuff. <laughs> Johnny Stomp seminar on ceramics, clay goods, driftwood, catfishing married women, <laughs> yeah. Co- cougar catfishing. I even know a little bit about uh, bread sales and auto pot stamping. <laughs> Sorry, I still don't know why the new I faded in the New Jersey accent. Every time. Because it's Johnny Stomp. You just have to. But now, with Evan's name being out there, he started getting picked up regularly. So over the next few years through the 50s, he get picked up as many as seven times, uh, mostly for vagrancy. Okay. Popular one (laughs) in in organized crime. Yeah. The infamous vagrancy always Mm. coming back. But. This is why they have vagrancy, because one time they got him with $33,000 in checks, and then twice they caught him with a weapon. You're saying vagrancy, but you're just saying, hey, gangster, you got something going on. <laughs> whoa, 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 officer, I sold that driftwood fair and square. <laughs> Those ladies didn't have to give me that money. Oh, and one of the things I want to say is Mickey Cohen later would say that Johnny Stomp was never his bodyguard. He said it was more like a little brother. But I think right. we've also learned you can't really trust anything a gangster tells you honestly. <laughs> I'm not keeping him around because it'll protect me. I just like the guy. Every time we stop him, he's got a gun. Like he's good with the ladies. You know? And every time every time Johnny Stomp would get good, caught with a gun, he'd always say something like, Well, you know, this guy was after me. Or, hey, I got to protect myself. <laughs> or, hey, you know what I mean? I'm just, just a guy out here doing my thing. 
I wonder what Callie's legalities were on uh, pistols and, and guns back then. Because Callie was, I mean, you know, it's the Wild West, you know what I mean? Like, it's the, the farthest Wild West you could get, right? So, you know, if he was only getting popped for vagrancy, I'm assuming you were allowed to carry around a, a pistol with you or something. I think guns were a lot more common then. Like, nowadays, you get caught with a gun, you do 15 fucking years or really? some shit like that. Yeah. Oh, in Cali, huh? I think most places, and Cali's got stricter gun laws nowadays. Okay. Back then, not as much, but nowadays, it's pretty. I don't know why I'm fucking hmm. pretending like Johnny Stomp would have, like, a fucking CCW or some shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? That answers it for me. Yeah, it's an open carry gangster state, <laughs> right? <laughs> A quote from Mickey Cohen said that he was running around with every broad in the movie industry. Every single one? Not Ava. Yeah, she was like, nah. So not all of them. An actress was quoted as saying that he earned the nickname Oscar because his dick was as big as an Academy Award. Oh my god. Wow. I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so handsome Harry. With the Academy Award dick. With the sure. Oscar. The Eddie Murphy special and shit. He's like, oh, y'all must be Italian. <laughs> <laughs> but around this time, he also started to learn, like he tried to hit on this one actress, and then she find out, oh, that's that's Johnny Stomp, that gangster that was in Life magazine or Time magazine. And she's like, ah, actually, please, no more wooing. Don't send me any more records or letters. I'm good, Johnny Stomp. I'm not interested anymore. Oh, okay. She so wasn't about it. Well, the, the notoriety started to get to him. You know, now he's a known gangster, so now he was this good-looking guy that was just at all the parties. Now he's known as Johnny Stompanato, the fucking gangster. We don't care if you got a baby arm, Johnny. We don't want you around <laughs> us no more. <laughs> so 1951, Mickey Cohen was sent to prison for four years, and Johnny Stomp was just kind of on his own. Wait, for what did he go for? Uh, tax evasion. Oh, Al Yeah, four years in tax. You said uh, 61? Uh, 51. 51. Okay, so 51, and you only get four years in your Mickey Cohen and shit. <laughs> yeah. you know, all the shit they could get you on, and, and you only got four years. Johnny Stomp kind of was just out doing his own thing. He expanded on his gift shop. which I got some more. <laughs> I got some weird stories about his gift shop later. But. I hope you have pictures. In October of 1952, he started dating actress Helen Stanley. What happened to this Helen? Uh, he divorced her after a couple months. Oh. Did I never say that? I don't think so. Oh. But I'm high, I don't know so. if I did. He uh he married her and he divorced her within a couple months. And she said his only means was whatever I could provide for him. Oh, okay. October 1952, he marries Helen Stanley. Now, Helen Stanley was the only one he married that was younger than him. Looked a little bit more adventurous than the first Helen. Because she's in those trees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Got uh, kind of a Frenchy look, the right picture. She's got kind of like a Frenchy look from uh, Greece. Uh, Greece. Yeah. So they started dating in 19, 1952. He became her manager within six months. And then 1953, they got married. He's the manager? Yeah. He don't know shit about shit. That's awesome. You know how much pull this man has? You it's don't like an Academy Award. None of them cared. They're like, holy shit. So they moved in with her parents, where he would raise parakeets in the backyard. What the? Does he sell those at the shop, too? I don't know. He had a good parakeet racket going or something? Oh One of his nicknames at the beginning of the episode had Jack in it. He was a jack of all trades, man. Yeah. This guy was fucking weird-ass fringe fucking businesses and shit. I'm going to raise birds. Fucking. And then, like, the pottery and the, you know, I, I think the driftwood came from my imagination. But, you know, man, what a weird-ass fringe well, fucking hustle. What throws me off is I moved in with their parents. She's an actress. He's a well-known gangster who swindled his way through anything. And, like, I'd be like, if I was the parents, I'd be like, bro, get out and take your birds with you. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> It was kind of my thing. I don't really have my money. I have your daughter's money. So that's my gangster. And that it's... was his deal, uh, Bugs. He he was a smooth talker, a smooth criminal, a slick dude. And fuck, man, who knows what he schmoozed her, her parents with when they moved into their place. Let me live here for three months. I'll give you four parakeets. <laughs> <laughs> so when he's married to her, working as manager, he claimed to be out of the criminal life. However, he always carried a firearm and he never stopped associating with the crew. 
And then anytime he asked, he would always say, well, I carried a gun because there's these young guys that are looking to make a name for themselves, and I'm Johnny Stomp, so I got to carry a gun all the time. But he insisted he was out of the life, but he never really did anything any different. Never trust anything against yourself. Thank you, Lorraine. But he definitely started getting Hollywood aspirations. Started trying to get, like, producer gigs and... Manager gigs. Like. Yeah, manager <laughs> gigs. Uh, he was working on writing projects. Like, he just wanted to go Hollywood. So they'd stay married for three years. Him and Stanley would divorce in 1955. Jeez. She was quoted as saying, he doesn't really love me. All he really cares about is what he can get out of me. That's what the other lady said. Yeah. And those are straight quotes pulled from, like, their books. Every wife he leaves is like, yeah, he's the sweetest guy in the world. You marry him, and he just wants all your stuff. Her, the other Helen, the other 15 cougars, like, all of them. I wonder if he has babies everywhere. Just a bunch of weird little mini stomps out stomping around and shit. (laughs) In the fucking Hollywood Hills, macking on the fucking teachers. (laughs) Just like old pops. (laughs) In the spring of 1957, he started dating Lana Turner, who he originally started courting as Johnny Steele. So he knew that, like, all the actresses wouldn't date him no more because he was known as being this guy that was Johnny Stomp the Gangster. So he was writing her letters and sending her flowers and everything was as Johnny Steele and he'd call her and stuff. And, you know, she kind of finally started digging him. She was a little bit older than him, but he lied and said that he was older than her. Oh, okay. And she was kind of sensitive about she used to be a big star and then now she was getting a little bit older and she was starting to fade a little bit play you know? the ego helps you earn the cool points real quick but then her career started to turn around real quick she had a couple hits and she had a couple things oh. that come out and she started bouncing back it's because johnny stomp was her manager yeah he's stomping around getting her some fucking shit going on <laughs> he's johnny stomp because he's throwing tantrums i want her to have this part <laughs> So they fall in love and they start like this wild whirlwind romance. It was like big Hollywood news. She finds out that he's not really Johnny Steele. That he's this gangster Johnny Stomp. Oh, she just finds out? She's really pissed. But he was like, I'm sorry, my bad. And she's like, he was just so intriguing though. And I dug him. Like, <laughs> I'm, s- <laughs> I'm still the guy that you <laughs> fell in love with. It's a sign of the times though. I mean, just like you said, like, it took her that long? Like, how did she not find out instantly? Back then, man, I mean, even in Hollywood where people talk to each other and shit, but it ain't like now where social media and stuff, like, you can find out shit instantly. So it's like, it's understandable that, like, a lot of these people didn't find out he was such a sleazeball until a couple years later and shit. It seems like easier to get away with the lies and stuff back then. But you're not getting letters from Johnny Steele and then looking up on Google, like... Who is Johnny Steele? Right. Because you got to take his words. Like, I don't know. And a lot of the people that are getting burned, they're not trying to say anything because that's embarrassing. You yeah, know what I mean? This I'm gangster just took you for all your money and raised parakeets in your mom's backyard and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, fuck, man. I'm sorry, Miss Stanley, but... <laughs> <laughs> Even though he lied, she was pissed. She thought about breaking up with him, but she admitted she got caught up in the excitement of the lifestyle. And the relationship was verbally and physically violent. Uh, several times she said he drugged her and then took nude photos of her. Oh, wow. damn. A tactic still used, unfortunately, today. I mean, I don't know about the drug. I don't want to get too dark and say the drugging part, but people will hold them nudes against you, folks. Over the summer, he provided a summer job to her 14-year-old daughter. It was a girl, Cheryl Crane. She's kind of troubled, so she had some issues when she was a little kid. And he gave her a job at his gift shop for the summer. Of course, yeah. And, Easy uh, gig. And she said it was the weirdest thing. Like, everything was garbage. He never sold anything. And, like, they were always shipping out. She said, like, eight-inch packages. Like, it was her job. She'd take them to have them shipped out. And people would bring in money. But he literally had a gift shop that she worked at that, like, nothing ever happened at. Like, she'd go mail stuff. She'd go mail a package once a day. All right. So it was like a speakeasy? It was a straight front. But, you know, it's on the the Sunset Strip. So you just said, oh, no, this is uh, fine art, man. In the same sense, though, too, like, what kind of Keystone-ass cops was that? Like, you roll up into this gift shop, there's a 14-year-old there and shit, and they're like, of course we're moving hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Like, what are you thinking, officer? Are you thinking deputy or sheriff? And imagine being that cop questioning that 14-year-old. She's just sitting there, like, blowing bubblegum bubbles in your face. Like, I don't know, I don't know what's going on I here. I plead this the place, fifth. This place is weird. Can, can I, I win these wooden sculptures, please? Can I speak to your fucking manager, little kid? This lady and the 14-year-old? Yeah. 
Damn. Well, this is probably a picture of her, like, at her height. I got some pictures of her with Johnny Stomp later. Oh. So when she's with Johnny Stomp, she was a little bit older. She was getting... she. I mean, she wasn't that much older. She was Hollywood old. So she, she was in, like, her 30s, like, 38, I think. She was only a couple years older than him. So she was, like... Definition of a MILF. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of firsts on this podcast. Lana Turner invented the MILF. She was the original. Yeah, you, right. A lot of people think it was American Pie. It wasn't. It was Lana Turner. It's like your stereotypical MILF, too. She's got, like, a 14-year-old, like, dysfunctional teenager, and unfortunately, and shit. Like, no wonder why Ma's trying to run around with fucking Johnny Stomp and shit instead of raising her goddamn teenager. Come on, Lana. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm a MILF. I got kind of nervous at this point, but Cheryl Crane always said that uh, Johnny Stomp was always cool with her. She said he never, he always kept his distance. She said he's like, like, he was like a broken kid and i was like a broken kid so he kind of gave me my distance <laughs> there's one thing johnny stomps let us know throughout the episode is he didn't like the young ladies he wanted them older yes he liked them experienced no interest so he always seemed cool to her shit. Right. like he tried to be cool with her like it was like his well he probably is his old like lady's said, kid <laughs> he probably recognized you know what i mean even though it's you know he's in that weird ass fucking mob organized crime life where weird shit happens all the time he probably realized like she got dealt a raw deal just like possibly he may have if you can't tell throughout this whole story johnny stop really cares about kids yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're right maybe that is some fucking feel sorry for himself trying to make up for past shit at one point when he was married to helen stanley i don't know the second helen he was married to yeah <laughs> that one where he was staying with her parents, it was like a really nice place, and he had some friends over one day from the old neighborhood yeah. at her parents' house, and they're like, wow, it was really nice. And he's like, yeah, I was thinking about having my son over. And they were like, he doesn't know you, man. I think he wants to come to L.A. and party at. But he was like <laughs> proud of himself. Like he seemed like maybe he felt bad and should try and hang out with his kid, but. That's like some coke thoughts. Like, <laughs> haven't seen my kid. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna invite him over. You think you want to <laughs> come see my, uh. The, the house, you know? You can play with my right, parakeets. I got a great idea. This kid I haven't seen in a decade. Let's bring him out here. This is 57. He's like seven. He's I like mean, three. the kid was born in what? So the kid's probably 10. Okay, so to be fair, though, and that kid in that age would have probably been like, fuck yeah, I want to go to Hollywood and hang out with this <laughs> mythical badass that my mom always bitches about all the time and stuff. Like He has like 15 birds. <laughs> he left me to go hang out with 15 fucking females and shit? That's tough. But I get it, Dad. <laughs> you you know, you're in here in the trenches taking hand grenades and shit, and I'm it sorry, was, man. It was either it. goddamn bread fucking delivery and auto parts stamping or fucking heading out to Hollywood and being a player. I, I can understand, Pops. God gave me this gift. What was I supposed to do with it? Take it to L.A. So we're going to take a real quick smoke break, refill our drinks, and we'll be back in a minute. Monitor the area carrying curved swords, slithering the 
scared I'll be recognized when they murder me. Support for Say Hello to the Bad Guy podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. So join over 4 million worldwide who trust Manscaped. With the exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code BADGUY. Now, it's actually 4 million and 4, if you yeah. count us. Um, or 8 million and 8, if you're counting balls. <laughs> You got to think of some of those people that only have one, though. <laughs> what about people with extras? Evens each other out. Compensate. Hey. So, sometimes, you leave that, balls. sometimes you leave that middle nut alone. You got a little mohawk. It's cool. So, yeah, we got the performance package 4.0. So that comes with crop preserver. You get the crop reviver. Comes with a bag. The nose clipper. The underwear anti-chafing boxers. So it's a great kit. But even if... You know, maybe you don't need all that. They just have smaller stuff. They got lip balm. They got shampoo. They got body wash. They have traditional shavers. Like if you just wanted a, you know, a single razor shaver. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code badguy at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code badguy. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we're back. So him and uh, Lana Turner, like they went to Mexico, they went to Europe, they were traveling all over. But when she found out that he's Johnny Stompanato, she was always kind of nervous to get seen with him. Now there's, she does all the time, but like she was tried to push it off to the side. Like she wasn't cool with like the gangster shit. In September, September 1957, he flew to London to visit her on the set of Another Time, Another Place where she was shooting with Sean Connery. Yeah. Oh, wow. So now her career is on the bounce back. She was on the downslope. They hook up, and then one of her old movie hits it big, and then she gets this new job, and she's going to Europe, and she's back on fucking top. So he goes to Europe to see her, and uh, he got real jealous of Sean Connery. Oh my gosh! So he has beef with Sinatra and Connery. How <laughs> the tables have turned. Wow. First it was Sinatra that was worried about him, and now he's worried about Sean. <laughs> R.I.P. So at some point he shows up on the set and he's all pissed off because he's jealous of Sean Connery and he, and he chokes her. So he chokes her up on set. Whoa. Holy fuck. And then Sean Connery. That's Con- 1950s shit. <laughs> yep. Not to make a shitty joke, but that's some 1950s shit. Like, I'll choke you on this set in front of Sean. God damn, Johnny Stump. <laughs> so Sean Connery is like, hey, bro, you can't cool. fucking do yeah. that. Oh, damn. Legend. So. That's my man right there. Sean, way to be, man. You just step up to a mobster and shit on the set. Right on. And Johnny Stomp pulled a gun on Sean Connery. Oh, shit. This, this shit keeps life. getting better. No You're way. on my turf now, Sean. <laughs> this whole time, this producer's like, hey, you getting this? Yeah. You getting this on tape? <laughs> so now what he doesn't know, now Sean Connery was 6'2", as a former bodybuilder, and a Koyokin karate black belt uh, i didn't so. know that either yeah <laughs> did he have a golden globe award in his drawers though <laughs> sorry sean 
So Johnny Stomp pulls out this gun, and legend has it, Sean Connery snatched his arm up, threw the gun on the ground, and fucking dropped him. Oh, no. damn. That's got to be on tape. I've been living it, son. <laughs> You've been playing it in Hollywood. <laughs> That's fucking great, man. The so. glasses roll down, the joint comes through, 420 starts <laughs> Damn <playing>. straight. <laughs> Damn straight. And you know, I'm I'm, I'm betting she, she ain't go home with Johnny Stomp after that. Well, Johnny Stomp got deported, so. <laughs> <laughs> the law was like, I'm sorry, man. Did you see how Sean did ya? We're de- fucking porting your ass. Yeah, so Scotland Yard came in and they kept it quiet because the movie production didn't want the bad press. So... They're like, hey, keep it quiet. Scotland Yard came in, arrested him, putting him on a plane, deported him, <laughs> and sent him back to America and shit. So she finishes up the movie pretty quick because back then movie shoots were a couple months. She finishes the movies. She comes back, you know, and they're still dating. They actually went to Mexico after that. And she would say she wanted to break up with him a lot, but then she'd like send him love letters and fucking. Oh, she wooed him? Yeah, they're like, they. Toxic. Yes. <laughs> it's a, them toxic relationships. On March 26, 1958, she attended the Academy Awards where she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Wow. She's back on fucking top. She made it again. Mm. 58 was a good year. Mama Tank was born that year. (laughs) Aw. Shout out Mama Tank. Damn straight. So she decided to attend the awards alone and not bring Johnny Stomp, which infuriated him. He was so fucking pissed. It's like, I'm your fucking boyfriend. And she's like, I can't take my gangster boyfriend, Johnny Stomp, (laughs) that pulled a gun on Sean Connery to the goddamn Academy Awards. (laughs) No, Johnny Stomp. Meanwhile, he's sitting there like, he's like, bet Sean's going to be there, huh? Yeah. (laughs) He's imagining that now in 2021 and shit. It's like 20, the 2021 Academy Awards with a fucking fist fight between (laughs) Johnny Stomp and Sean Connery. Or like, if you want to go. The rematch. The like the Jake Paul, like Nate Robinson (laughs) route. Like Johnny Stomp and Sean Connery in fucking celebrity boxing this week. At Mickey Arena. (laughs) Pay-per-view. Fight Island. So after that, everything starts to go downhill. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine. Boom, boom. On April 4th at 8 p.m., he showed up at Lana's house where an intense argument started. Who started it? He did. Yeah, he's a dick. (laughs) I did read one thing. I don't know if it's true that he met a guy randomly that he had went to military school with. And the guy was like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, you were a year behind me at school or whatever. And she was like, dude, I thought you were 43. And he's like, "Ah, I'm like 33. (laughs) Oh, damn. You know, oh, no. My bad. I was lying about that, though, too. Talk about the stones you got to have back in the 50s to say you were 10 years older than you were. Because we've looked at <laughs> pictures before, and we're like, damn, that's like a 60s, 1960s 50-year-old. That's like a <laughs> 1940s 60-year-old, you know? So talk about Johnny's fucking stones to tell some chick he's 10 years older than he is when back in 1950s when you looked like you were 40 when you were 25 <laughs> and shit. I think you just created a new AKA, Johnny Stones. This guy, Johnny Stones. he was just making up life as he went along and shit. <laughs> He's just shooting from the hip. Fucking damn straight. <laughs> so they get in this intense argument that works its way upstairs. They're in the bedroom. And her daughter, Cheryl Crane, thinks she hears him threaten to kill her, her daughter, and her mother. Oh. it's not good. Yeah. So Cheryl Crane grabs a kitchen knife. And goes to run upstairs. Like, she thinks her mom's in trouble. So the little girl's about to go save her mom? Kill this guy? Yeah, so she goes to save her mom. And when she's going in the door, he's coming out the door. But he was going out the door because Lana had talked him into leaving. But he, she oh. thought he was coming up with his arm up. But he was holding, like, like a suit, like on a hanger. He was holding a coat on a hanger behind him. Like 1950s style. I'm holding my, well, like, <laughs> 1920s to 1950s style gangster, right? Yeah. Like, I'm so, leaving and I got my fucking clothes on a hanger here. I'm going. Normally going it's back the in my suit closet coat, my guns. But, yeah, all right. And uh, he comes out the door, and she thinks he's coming out the door attacking. She stabs him <gasps> with the fucking kitchen knife, for no. sure. Okay. And Johnny Stomp's last words were, my God, Cheryl, what have you done? Oh, my God. Lana said she thought it looked like she punched him. She had a big-ass kitchen knife. 
And it went through like his liver and went through a whole bunch of his internal organs. So he fucked died? him up. So he was done. Yeah. So they dropped him on the spot and he died where he landed. No. And fucking uh, just bled to death on the floor. Well, that's a um, horrible ending to that man's life. But props to that girl, man. There's been gangsters that stabbed other gangsters that didn't do as good a job as she did. <laughs> You're right. Like <laughs> You're right. She gutted that motherfucker. Stupid observation, Bugs. <laughs> Damn straight. Earlier episodes, somebody got shot in the head three times Trace. and lived. Yep. Squirrel, one stab, did the job. Oh, yeah. Bro. Wait, so this is their story. We don't know for sure that happened. Well, that is... The autopsy like... said he was stabbed 27 <laughs> times. No, but her and her mom could have been in cahoots and made something up. And... Well, no, they're not gangsters. I believe them. There is a conspiracy that Lana Turner killed him in the room. And that they came up with this story to say that Cheryl did it. That's right. Because I think. it. Well, and you did say that before I got the opportunity to tell you that that was a conspiracy. But that is a conspiracy that came out is that they were arguing and she stabbed him up. And then they come up with this story because her career was just taken back off yeah. and she was 14 and it would be child, you know. Is she still around? Cheryl is. Lana's passed. Cheryl's, uh, she was an ex-actress, and uh, now she's like sells commercial real estate, like okay. like million dollar real estate. She's rich. You can see pictures. She's like a pretty old lady. Okay. Child, murderer. child murderer. Yeah. She wrote any books or anything? I don't think so. Preferably okay. one that says "I did it" in red. <laughs> well, I just, I think you had mentioned earlier. I'm pretty sure you mentioned earlier. Oh that... wait, no, she did, cause she was the one that said that uh, why they called him Oscar. Okay. It was in her book, so I don't know oh, if yeah. she did a book, but she like cooperated with other books. So they go to court, and she gets off. They they rule it a justifiable, hom- justifiable homicide. But they're like, hey, what the fuck is going on over your house? You can't go back home to Lana Turner. She, you know, this is a fucking madhouse. So they sent her to, like, a rehabilitation unit. So even though she got off, she kind of almost got locked up because they took her to, like, a rehabilitation unit. Like a foster care or something. So she kind of got the shit end of the deal for a couple years until everything got straightened out. Maybe deep right. down they really knew the mom did it. So we can't go back and live with that murderer. It's interesting. Oh, as but... part of a plea deal? Yeah. Like, hey, we'll call this a plea deal, but we can't send her back to your fucking house. Well, that's house. crazy. I keep forgetting that, like, that's even a thought that sh- Lana killed him. But you keep bringing it back up. Like, yeah, it seems very plausible. I think if you're a parent and you kill somebody and you blame it on your 14-year-old, <laughs> that's, like, as bad a parenting as you could possibly ever be, though. 100%. And then this... Like, even if it works, even if you get off. Like, because you see, she went to uh, a foster home. Yeah, so now your kid's in a foster home, so it had to have been her. Um, The mob for a minute, there's rumors that the mob thought that, well, there's no way this little girl killed Johnny Stomp, so it had to have been Sean Connery. So <laughs> you guys find Sean Connery, and Sean Connery was in L.A. for the awards and was like, you know what, let's go back to London, because... I'm one and zero against them. I ain't willing to push that. Let's oh my god! Just bounce out. <laughs> and then they eventually went to court, and it came out, but it was in fact them. But yeah, like at first they thought like it's fucking Sean Connery's back, bro. Damn. It's Maybe fucking... Sean Connery paid that little girl to do it. <laughs> god damn it! <laughs> he stabbed that pussy boy. He came to London when we were filming, and I put him on the ground. <laughs> now you're accusing me of killing him. Johnny's ex-wife sued Lana on behalf of her son for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. They late they settled it All out right. of court for twenty grand. What the heck? What did she? What did she do? She didn't even marry that guy. Oh, because her daughter killed her. Yeah, because her daughter killed him. Which one? Helen? Yeah. Helen third or Sarah? Oh, okay. Sarah the Muslim. Wow. Yeah. Well, because it was for, on for his son. Right. Mm-hmm. So she said, "Well, look, my son should get some money. You fucking killed her dad." Yeah. Is that like a little side note for us? Like, was Johnny sending Sonny Boy cash the whole time and shit? Like, was he doing the right thing? That's interesting. Yeah. Because, I mean, if he wasn't, why would she be suing? I mean, opportunity. How did, how did she know way? he died? Interesting. It was in the news. Well, I mean, oh, it was in the news at the time. Yeah, she was, it was yeah. famous. Okay. It's still big news. Well, there's a lot of stuff is out about the story that is bigger than who he was as a gangster because it's a Hollywood story about a starlet. That's the stuff that's popular is ladies that kill people. And so this story has been told a bunch of times, but from the Lana Turner perspective, okay, she goes on, she, she acts for another like 40 years or you know what I mean? And (laughs) fucking 
gets married like three. She has like five husbands herself. And she, oh, damn. So she was the female. Well, I mean, I want to say she was the female version of Johnny. Yeah. But she was. All right. I will say this. Johnny Stompanato in the murder is a bump on her story. Wow. What? Tell <laughs> yeah. us more about her. Well, I mean, I don't mean like it's it's not all murders and shit, but like her whole life. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's like a child star that comes up and the career goes to shit. And then she bangs fucking this bobster man. and then they fucking murder him and then she goes back to Hollywood. Trace but... more husbands after that. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Nice. Do you think, girl? <laughs> right. <laughs> So Mickey Cohen identified the body and paid to have it sent back to his family in Illinois. And he also paid for the funeral where Johnny Stomp was given full military honors. So they did taps and the 21-gun salute and shit. He was a Marine. They don't really give a fuck about what you do right. when you you're know. here and shit. That you're, it's your funeral. And if your papers are your papers and you served, then you get well, yeah, because military honors. Being in the military caused a lot of his problems. Well, yeah, there's definitely... A lot of evidence that would say people came back from combat a little off and just went about life a little wild. You don't just go from fighting in the trenches of the South Pacific to delivering bread and it's easy peasy. You know, switch we rare, over. We rarely see, and I don't want to sympathize too much, where the, the deck is not stacked against the bad guys, you know what I mean, from an early point in life. Whether they got a family influence or... There's some kind of weird death in the family. They got to go live with somebody else or something. And this, you know, doesn't seem to be any different. A lot of people say that when he lost his mom young, like he spent his whole life just chasing older ladies, looking for a mother figure. Oh, all right. It's yep. kind of gross. It is gross. It's, it's psychological, though, too. Yeah, like the Oedipal complex or whatever. It's, yep. The what? Oedipal complex. It's Freud. It's a thing. Like Oedipus? Yeah, I mean, the Oedipal complex would come from Oedipus. Oh, I thought you said edible. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> we'll take some Oedipals and we'll explain his psychology <laughs> to you. We're versatile here on the podcast. So, that's the story of Johnny Stomp. So, say goodnight to the bad guy. <laughs> so... <laughs> We can't say the drops. We play the drops, man. Please leave that in there. So say goodnight to the bad guy. Go on. The last time you're going to see a bad guy like this again, let me tell you. Now, he's been represented on film a handful of times because, like I said, in these little documentaries are, like, made for home, uh, like, Hallmark videos or whatever. They tell this, you know, Hollywood story. But the biggest portrayal uh, was by a guy named Paolo Siganti in the movie L.A. Conf Confidential. So L.A. Confidential is a real big movie. It's like an award winner. When did it come out? Uh, I think 97. Uh, it was before my time. It's a big movie. <laughs> but So this story was in there. It's L.A. Confidential is kind of like the Ray Donovan shit about L.A. fixers. The L.A. crime has been like that for a long time. You got mm -hmm. Hollywood. You got these rich people. You need these gangsters to fix their fucking problems and shit. Because they're out here doing coke and killing hookers. But that's the biggest portrayal of him. But you guys haven't seen a picture yet, so if you're going to make a movie about Johnny Stomp, before you see a picture, who do you guys think you'd cast to play him? I was thinking Uncle Jesse the whole time. John Stamos? John Stamos? Mm-hmm. I was kind of around there. I'm thinking Lou Diamond Phillips. Swarthy. Yeah. You know, and Lou Diamond Phillips is accustomed to uh, culturally appropriating. <laughs> like, that's kind of his move. He'll play whatever race you want. So you don't give a fuck. You all know me. I'm not a big, you know, movie kind of guy, but I've I, I mentioned him before in the podcast. Billy Zane oh, yeah. seemed like he could play a swarthy Italian, medium skin tone type of gangster. Ethnically ambiguous. Yep. What does he look like? I mean, Billy Zane from uh, Titanic, the dude, not Leonardo DiCaprio. He looks like a slime ball, though. You said, have say, you not, did, did you, you reference him as a slime ball earlier in the? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. With hair. A creepy fucking. He's got like the Throughout creepy the story, shit. Lorraine was But you could see some swabbed. desperate females being like, "Oh, I'd love this dude forever." You know what I mean? No, I mean, uh, I think that checks out. Like you said, not only do girls like him, he's got a girls are drawn to him, but he's got that dirt ball. Exactly what you said. You loved. He's, Love to hate him. He's got a yeah, punch, like I'd face. punch him His in the face, so and good, a chick would probably say she swap. loves him too. <laughs> so here's I got a bunch of pictures of Johnny Stomp. Let's see him. He doesn't look as cute as I thought he would be. I thought he'd be 
way more good looking. He gets less good looking. Do you oh, know, I know um, who you think. Dominic Perso. Oh. Who's Dominic Perso? From a show that I recently just started watching. It's on Hulu. It's called Prison Break. Okay. He uh. I think if you put hair on the rock. If you put hair on the rock. Okay. I see. You know, back in yeah. in Rock's hair days, but you grew it out instead of his uh high and tight that he had. I think I want to say like Rock used yeah. to rock a fade, right? He just faded it till it wouldn't fade no more. I, it's not a surprise. I know who he that... looks just like. Who? Emilio Estevez or Charlie Sheen. He does Charlie have Emilio Sheen. Estevez eyes. Yep. Okay, the one on the right. That's from back in his uh, military Wait, days. There's huh? Lou Diamond Phillips right there. <laughs> So, in the military picture, where he's the one on his knees to the left. He looks cuter there. And then over here, this is him, that's him and Mickey Cohen. So it was more comfortable days. <laughs> right he's on. living that Hollywood life. Just, no, he gets more comfortable. So this is him and Lana Turner, and that one is him and Lana Turner and Cheryl Crane. Okay, that's more understandable, because the first couple what? ones we see, the first picture you showed us was a mugshot. I don't care how good looking you are. Mugshot's a mugshot. Yeah. But like, yeah. when you're kicking it with two, two actresses in in L.A. in a like a silk shirt, like yeah, barely gonna, buttoned, you're gonna look all right. That's the 14 year old that stabbed him. Yeah. Why is she so big? <laughs> She's taller than this guy. Yeah. This 14 year old's like tall. six two. The one on. Yep. Okay. And she has super dark hair, considering her mom is like blonde as hell. Oh, it's L.A. baby. That's that's bleached. <laughs> In that right picture, he does look like a dude who's clinged on to a cougar who's had a career He's literally resurgent. doing it. He's like, hey, this is my <laughs> wife. So this is uh, at the scene of the crime where he died. Wait, he doesn't even look stabbed or bloody or... Yeah, this is all this blood right here. Notice he ain't by no door either. He wasn't leaving. Who was this dude on the right looking over him? Mickey it's Cohen. Mickey Cohen. It is? Yeah. Wow. So Mickey's pissed. He did his time, came out, and his right-hand man fucking got taken down by a 14-year-old and <laughs> <laughs> military honors. That's some shit right there, man. I think he paid that girl. Like, okay, so you were a Marine in World War II, and then you were in the fucking L.A. mob for about a decade. And some 14-year-old was like, you know what? Get off my mom, bitch. Bam. Oh, Hollywood oh. shit. But in real fucking life, man. Wild. Wild. Honestly, that's my favorite picture of Mickey Cohen. Because you've seen the one earlier of him with a hat. And he looked a little bit more... Uh, like he had a couple drinks at the day club. For <laughs> that, you're right, though, man. That eyebrow. That's, yeah. some, that's some G shit. He looks like... A guy that lost one of his top guys over some bullshit. Like it wasn't enough. It wasn't some gang shit. It wasn't nothing they could do. Nothing. Like bam, just. And you remember. He's off the table. And you remember the picture from earlier when they were putting my man into the ambulance and Tom Brady, whoever the fuck you guys said he looked like, <laughs> was vanilla fucking ice. vanilla ice was looking at the camera all silly. <laughs> Mickey in this picture, it's 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 come back around. He looks equally evil as the other guy did surprised in this picture, almost as if a paparazzi was fucking hanging out at this guy's fucking funeral. That's what I was about to say. Like Mickey goes up there to pay his respects with his bodyguard behind him. And this dude with the camera like, <laughs> comes walking up. Fuck Mickey, yeah, Mickey you hit last it. minute just raises an eyebrow at the camera. <laughs> you hit it like, is this happening right now? <laughs> like Mickey Cohen staring me in my eyes right now. <laughs> Why? First Sinatra bringing me this bullshit feud and now this fucking paparazzi at my man's funeral. <laughs> so now we got to do the DEFCON scale. Now standard DEFCON scale is five to one. Five being the lowest, one being the highest. Now the bad guy podcast, there's no good guys. So five is Lee Murray, who's your bank robbing, crack deal, and kidnapper. And then you got at one the Purple Gang, who's got multiple massacres, multiple gang wars, and they kill people on the streets. So on a scale of Lee Murray to the Purple Gang, where would you rate Johnny Stomp? I would say four. You'd say four? Yep, because he's a Marine and and he had a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> That gives you a bonus point. Okay. So I'm I'm with you, merit on genitalia aside. <laughs> uh, my reasons are we haven't heard a lot of murders. I mean, I hate to always do DEFCON based on murders, but no murders. 
But being the right hand of Mickey Cohen, I'm giving him a four. Just default, right? Yeah. Like, I gotta, he's gotta achieve a four. He was slick in ways that we know about. What is his ways that we don't know about? That's another thing that always contributes to my DEFCON. So I feel comfortable giving him a four, considering I haven't heard a damn thing about murders or him taking out somebody's husband because she wouldn't give him 1500 or any creepy shit like that. Creepy shit we have heard about aside, four solid for Tank. So I'm the man, odd man out, but I was going with a five. Throughout this whole story, I was leaning towards a five. It. He's kind of a sleazeball. He does a lot of, like, when you tell this story, I was kind of like, really? You can't get worse, oh, really? And then, like, to end it, you got stabbed by a 14-year-old? Like, <laughs> oh, But he did, he never did took that into girl. account, but, yeah. oh. So far, we didn't hear of any bodies. In the right-hand man, that's true to an extent. He didn't really get bumped up to right-hand man. He was, was just a driver. He was stuck on driver. Right. Like, he was there. He never leveled up. Like right. Like, got that fucking, that, that's that spot. It goes one of two ways. You're either the prodigy, or at some point, you're now that old man. You're Alfred. And that right. fucking, I can see, like, it. if he didn't get stabbed by a 14-year-old, he could have been bumped up and worked his way up and, like, passed off to, by Mickey Cohen. But I got to go with a five- he was just kind of a dirty dude that slid through. You know, I think that, and I always want to, oh, but he's such a scumbag. He left his wife and kid. It's terrible. You know, he's just taking advantage of all these women. It's terrible. But we do start with that. Like, the scale starts at terrible. And, yeah, he's a really, really not a good dude. But, yeah, he didn't murder a lot of people on the gangster scale of it. But he put his hand every, on women. Every time he got right. caught. Yeah, that's another thing. It's like, yeah. that's not that's not it, man. So I have a tough deciding because I think he is kind of the sleaze baggiest of sleaze bags. Lee Murray would pick on a person on the street, but this guy was taking, taking advantage of women and putting your hand on women and leaving your kids, like... I feel like he was such a bad dude that that constitutes, like, at least a body. Like, <laughs> like that body of work constitutes, like, more than fucking having killed, like, a dude execution style. Like, that's terrible shit, so. How many homes this man's probably broken up? Like, All right. God. You're the worst. <laughs> the worst Johnny Stomp. <laughs> Thanks, LA. At this is what you brought to the podcast, Johnny it. fucking Stomp. Whatever happened to his parakeets? Wait, or his son. Hey, it's one of those things when, uh... When your only tool is a hammer, every problem's a nail. <laughs> You're like, you know what? I'm just gonna big dick my way through life. <laughs> He's like if uh, Dirk Diggler went gangster. Fuck man, that's <laughs> a good one. So that story pictures, just went a different direction. It, the, sure. pictures, the pictures, the it, pictures, it follows. So I'm gonna go with the four. So I'll make a majority four. They're moving in. I say we go to DefCon four. So after he passed away, when the police investigated the murder, they found he had a list of Hollywood actresses and most of their phone numbers. And then he had stacks of uh, negatives and incriminating pictures, which they documented and destroyed. And what he would actually do is he'd prospect them like a salesman. He'd send them all. Damn. He'd send them flowers and he'd send them letters. And he, right. you know what I mean? Just hit on all these actresses and call them. And whoever kicked back, he'd marry them. Give them that award. Before we go, you guys got anything? So I want to know what's up with his son. That's now, a good one. His son, he goes by a different last name just because he got kind of notorious because of his last name and shit. Got tired of people fucking with him. Yeah. I think he went to law school. But anyways, he was kind of always like, yeah, I think my dad was, uh, he was just off. Like, because even his ex-wife, so his son's mom, said, like, he was a good dude. He had a good heart. He just never grew up. He was just like okay. a man child, just running around and well, shit. He was like, ten years younger than you, ma'am. I mean, he had the mommy complex, so I could I could see that point of view. Yeah. Right on. But she, she she went to his funeral. Like she was always cool. She just was like, yeah, he's not a bad guy. He's not oh, a good damn. dad, obviously. Well, then why are we telling a story? So, fuck. That was a that hit me right there. So she went to his funeral. The first wife. Yeah. Wow. She was the only one that went to his... Uh, she had to get next to well, Lana to get I that mean, cash. Okay. 
Well, he probably piped her some cash, but I mean, at the to be fair, that was the only one who they had a kid with, right? So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, ah, you come full circle on old Johnny. <laughs> Johnny fucking it's Stone. We, man, this, what an intriguing episode, man. The oh, story yeah. is definitely one of the wilder ones that has been told. <laughs> the people who he treated the worst, you figure, would those are the ones that showed up at his funeral. Like, yeah. what the fuck? I just want to say shout out to Alcona Brews and Sandy herself because them brews were good. And I'm pretty drunk. So thank you to Sandy and Alcoa Brewing. This is Say Hello to the Bad Guy. Thanks for coming and thanks for listening. Deuces. To the bad guy, bad guy. the good guy coming last place. Last place. Smell that dope when I pass by. Oh. I let my money at a fast pace. Say hello to the bad guy, bad guy. the good guy coming last place. Smell the dope when I pass by. Down bad, my mama had to be dead. Spent my birthdays in the trap. We had to work with what we had. She been working on a raise while trying to raise me like a man. Plus my daddy in the box and all my cousins in the cam. And, and I don't need a hundred friends. I just want a hundred bands, a hundred jugs, a hundred scams. Hey, hey. So I don't money gram the hundred hams. Said I don't money grabbed a bunch of bands. And I ain't wanna fall victim to that system or the pistols. Fuck a judge with a grudge. I'm blowing crud for my mental life. Ay. And I still keep it on me. Run into your big homie. First you meet your dead homie. Yeah. Say hello to the bad guy. Bad guy. The good guy coming last place. Last place. Smell that dope when I pass by. Pass by. I let my money at a fast pace. Say hello to the bad guy. Bad guy. Fast lane, let my money at a fast pace, look like a drag race. Got your re up in my ashtray, I'm in my bag. Hey, good girl, bad face, no waste, and her ass fake. Hey, and she in love with the bad guy. Hey, but bad bitches never act right. Hey, she act up into that bag fly. I did a turn around at one night. Hey, say hello to the bad guy. Hey, Good guy coming last place. Smell that dope when I pass by. I let my money at a fast pace. Say hello to the bad guy. Good guy coming last place. Smell the dope when I pass by.